Father, we thank you for the opportunity right now. We believe in Jesus' name that the things you want to be said and done here will be said and done for your glory and honor, my King. This is not about me. It's not about any man. This is about you, Jesus Christ. And we fully believe right now that those things you've spoken to my heart will come through this mouth of mine to these people. I believe for receptive hearts that the seed and water of the word will go into fertile ground. And we look to you, almighty God, for the increase. And Father, by your grace, we will be sure not just to be hearers of the word this day, but become doers thereof. And because we're doers, we shall be blessed. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. We've been on a series now for quite some time. Well, actually, not that long compared to some of my series I do. But it's titled, Being Transformed. Being Transformed. Romans 12.2 says this, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Uh, The New Living Translation of that verse says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now we can clearly see here, God doesn't want us to be conformed to this world, does he? He doesn't want us to think like this world any longer. He doesn't want us to talk like this world. He doesn't want us to act like this world. Instead, he wants us to be transformed. Transformed. That word transformed again means to a complete, complete, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Lord? Tra- it, 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 you're, you're changed completely. Like the caterpillar being transformed into a butterfly. And that's what happens to us. Our lives are changed. Our lives are changed. Our lives are changed because of the renewing of our minds. We have our minds renewed so that now we think like God thinks. We talk like God talks. We act like God acts. Amen. And who are we being transformed into? We're being transformed into the image of Jesus from one degree of glory to the next. Do you know that we're called to be like Jesus? The Bible tells us that we're called to imitate him, to imitate Jesus. I remember when I was a youth pastor, I used to, uh, uh, we would have new people come in to our youth group. And one of the things I always liked to do was the imitation game. And what I would do is that I'd have two uh, young people come up. One of the young people was, had an understanding of what I was going to do. And we'd have the new person. They would have a chair behind them. And the, 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 the thing of the game was, whatever they saw the person here do, they were to imitate that person. If they raised their hand, they raised their hand. If they, you know, did like this, they did like that. If they sat down, they sat down. And so anyway, what happened is, is they got to going and all this stuff. And I was standing behind the new person. And I know you, some of you are going to think, man, you were cruel. And I'd put a wet sponge on their chair. And all of a sudden, when they're going, all of a sudden, they sit down real quickly. Toosh. Thank you, Ron, for laughing. Everybody's looking at me and saying, some of you are like going, Pastor Dan, what kind of a youth pastor are you? I had fun with the youth, glory to God. My my motto as a youth pastor was, I don't get mad, I get even. Okay, never mind. (laughs) It was just a funny joke, guys. 
Okay, that's not, that kind of went over like a lead balloon. Did you notice that? Praise you, Jesus. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is we're called to imitate Jesus. We're called to walk like Jesus, walk as Jesus walked. We're called to think like Jesus. We're called to talk like Jesus. We're called to pray like Jesus. We're called to love like Jesus. And we're called to do the works of Jesus. Whoo, glory to God. And as I said last week, there is absolutely no way you will be able to do his works unless you're first thinking like him and acting like him. Amen. It, 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 it's, I don't know how it is for you, but see, for me, I don't want to stay the same. I don't want to be just a mere human being because I am no longer a mere human being. I am a child of God. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I want that to come out and permeate my whole being. I want to be different than those in this world. I don't want to talk like the people in the world. I don't want to be rioting and destroying things and all that junk that's going on. I want to be a man of love. I want to respond to evil with goodness. I wanted them to know that my God is alive. And God, my God loves them so much, he was willing to send his very own son to die on the, on the cross for them. That's what I want. I want to be a demonstration of Jesus. I want to be more like him. How about you? It will happen as our minds are renewed. A transformation will happen. A, a, a life change will take place. How many w- would like to change some things in your life? I mean, there's probably most of us, to one, I hope most of you, want to be changing some of the different things in your life. That I'm talking about, see, and this is the thing about this, this study. We've got to comprehend and understand again, when we get born again, it's only our spirit man that gets born, born again. It's our spirit man that we're a three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit man is the one that becomes born again, becomes a new creation. We still have a soul. In other words, our thinking processes. The way we think. Well, guess what? When you get born again, you still have the same soul that you had prior to getting born again. That doesn't get born again. And thus, that means you still have the same thinking up here that you had prior to getting born again. You still have the same thought patterns developed over the years. You still have the same strongholds developed over the years. You'll still respond the same way when somebody responds to you in a bad way. You respond back negatively. And a lot of times what ends up happening with a lot of baby Christians, they wonder if even, they even got born again. Because they find themselves still being attracted to the things of this world. But again, that's where it comes down to us to teach them that when you get born again, you still have those same thoughts up there. And what you've got to do is get the stinking thinking out and get God's thinking in. And that happens by the renewing of your mind with this Holy Bible. And then as that happens, glory to God, you're being transformed into the image of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, I want transformation in my life. You know, that's got to be the ultimate goal of us as Christians. To be more like Jesus. I want to stand before Jesus on Judgment Day and hear him say, well done. Good and faithful servant. And I recognize and I understand that will only happen as my mind is renewed. And as a result of my mind being renewed to think like God, my life has changed. I can stand before you today with complete authority and say this to you, my life is not the same 
as when I first got born again. There has been some major transformation in my life. You probably, well, you might have liked me, I don't know, but there's a good chance you probably wouldn't have the way I used to live. And I know Ron and many of you can attest to this. I was a sorry rascal. I stole to, to supply my habit. I got in fights because somebody looked at me the wrong way. I've crushed a kid's skull in with a football ring. And you know why? Because he had long hair. Now, you've got to understand, that man is dead. That person is no longer around. I'm a new creation. I would never do anything like that. In fact, if I ever saw this person, I don't even have a clue what his name was or anything. But if I saw him, I would say to him, please forgive me. I'm not the same person I used to be. And I'm not. I'm totally different. And I, do, I believe, listen... I believe I haven't arrived yet, but I'm on my way. I know if I keep doing this, I keep renewing my mind. I keep thinking the way God wants me to think, grabbing on to his thoughts about me. Hallelujah, there's going to be even a greater transformation. And the thing that's so glorious about this, it's not just for me as the pastor, it's for all of you. If you are a child of God, if you are born again, God wants to take your life. And change you into something glorious. No longer will you be a lowly caterpillar crawling along the ground. You're going to become a glorious butterfly soaring in the air. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Got to preach on me today. Praise you, Jesus. Now, uh, last week, we began to talk about esteeming both our thought life and our words. And I defined words as this. Words are containers of thoughts. Words are thought capsules. When someone speaks a word out, they're speaking out what they're thinking. I know that probably the majority of you maybe have not really taken the time to think about this. Words are thought capsules. So in other words, when it comes to God's words... These are God's thoughts. Do you understand that? These are what God is thinking about, what God is thinking on. You might say, well, how do I know he's still thinking about those things? Because God never changes. He's still the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And within those thoughts of God spoken out, in words, is the power to bring to pass the words that are being spoken. Did you hear what I just said? For example, and I shared this last week, when God said, let there be light, those words not only contained his thoughts, they also contained the power to bring to pass what he had said. And and, and, and that's why the Bible immediately uh, says, after he spoke those words, let there be light, the very next phrase was, and there was light. The power to create light was contained in the thoughts of God released through his words. Ooh, hallelujah. And my friends, that's exactly the way God created us to be. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. 
Adam and Eve and all of humanity were created by God as spirit thinking and spirit speaking beings. And Adam and Eve were given God's plan and purpose for their lives to be fruitful and to multiply, to subdue the earth, to have authority in the earth. And how did they find that out? And the Lord God said to them, he spoke to them. In other words, God conveyed his thoughts to Adam and Eve through spoken words, which mean within those words contained the power to bring the past, the very things God created them to do. Just as his words, let there be light, contained the power to create light. Now, I know that's kind of deep. But friends, that's the truth. We are unlike any other being created by God. You can't go up to a cat, especially a cat, no. You can't go up to a cat and talk with it. A cat cannot look at you and converse with you. God, why? Because cats are not created in the image and likeness of God. Do you know that prior to God creating man, he created all the animals of the earth? And it does not say anywhere in the Bible that God went down and spoke with the animals. And the animals spoke back to them. In other words, God never became Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Where that came from, I don't know. But the moment God created man, what happened? He spoke to them. Because they were created in his image and likeness. Are you hearing me? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We looked at the fact that God had to teach Adam and Eve how to do this, didn't he? It just didn't when he created them and he said those things to them that they said, well, we know how to do this. I believe God had to teach them how to do the things that he told them he, what they were supposed to do. And so they had to learn how to be fruitful and multiply. They had to learn how to subdue the earth. They had to learn how to have authority in the earth. So I believe what happened is God said, listen. You've been created in my image and my likeness. And just as I am a spirit thinking, spirit speaking being, so too are you. And the way I created this earth is I got it inside of me. Light was in me. I was thinking of light. And then I spoke it out. Let there be light. And when I spoke it out, it contained the thoughts I was thinking and also within it, the power to bring to pass what I said. And that's exactly the way you have been created to be on this earth. You don't have to go grab a big stick in order to have authority in the earth. You don't have to have a gun in order to have authority in the earth. All you are called to do is speak out words filled with my thoughts and within my thoughts are the power to bring to pass what you're saying. What is that called? Faith. We're called to do it by faith. We're taking God at his word. We're, we're, we're believing what God has said to us and what he has said to us are his thoughts and contained within his thoughts are the power to bring to pass what we're saying. Get a hold of that. It'll change your life right there. It'll make you wonder, I mean, do you not think that if we can think God's thoughts, and if we can do the things like God did, that our lives are going to be transformed? 
that we're going to be different than those in the world without Christ? It's coming to the realization that what God created Adam and Eve to do prior to them falling is exactly the way we're supposed to be now that we're born again children of God. Because we're no longer separated from God, are we? God is now living in us. Holy Spirit is living in us. And when we speak faith-filled words out of our mouth, containing the thoughts of God, oh, glory to God, there's power there. Power to bring to pass what we're speaking. Now, again, I know some people will say, well, you're trying to tell me you're God. No, I'm a child of God. And I have God living in me. The same God that created this universe is in me. The same, oh, glory to God, the same God who created man is in me. And I know if I simply learn to take God at his word, hear what he's saying, knowing it contains his thoughts about my life, and I hook my faith up with it. How do I hook my faith up with it? Speak it out. Those words are released, those thoughts are released, and the power to bring to pass what I'm saying. Does it matter what we're thinking on? And does it matter what we speak, what we're saying? Do you see where we as Christians need to esteem our thought life in what we say? Very highly. Amen? Praise the Lord. Man, my glasses are completely smudged. Will you do me a favor and just... I'm, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise you, Jesus. We're called... 2 Corinthians 4.13 says this. And since we have the same spirit of faith... I know that speaking of the, the, the people, uh, uh, Abraham. But I'm telling you, our God is a God of faith. Amen. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke, we also believe, and therefore speak. Are you seeing that? Glory to God. So, as Adam and Eve and God conversed and communed with one another, I believe God began to reveal his thoughts to Adam and Eve through spoken words. He began to teach them how to be fruitful and multiply. He began to teach them how to subdue the earth. He began to teach them how to rule and reign and have authority on the earth. He began them to teach them, as I just said, that they're spirit-thinking, spirit-talking beings. Again, there are no other beings like this. We have the ability to think. We have the ability to think, to entertain thoughts. Now it comes down to what thoughts are we entertaining? Because thoughts are going to come from one or two places. They're all over the place, by the way. I know that's hard to grasp. But have you ever, great, have you ever thought about where thoughts come from? Where thoughts come from. I'm going to get into that in just a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Again, I want to say this. Light was first in the heart of God, in his thoughts, before he spoke it out, and it was. 
this earth and all the stars and everything in this earth and all the planets out there were first where? In God's thoughts. And then he spoke it out. His words contained his thoughts and the power and the ability to bring to pass what he said. And I'm going to say this to you again. And I want you to catch this. I want you to write this down. That's exactly how God created us to be. Thank you, Jesus. We are to get his thoughts in our minds. We are to meditate on those thoughts until we begin to see it here in our hearts. Then when we release his thoughts from our hearts with our words, they are infused with the power of Almighty God to bring to pass what we're thinking and now speaking. Hallelujah. I tell you right there, that was enough right there to get up and come to church today. That's powerful. Are you starting to see how tra- life-transforming the thoughts are? Are you starting to see how, if your minds are renewed to think like God thinks, to think the thoughts of Almighty God, how it can change your life? Amen. But friends, just like this works for us when we're able to think and speak God's thoughts, His plans and purposes for our lives, it also works when we think And speak the devil's thoughts. His plans and purposes for our lives. For example, how did Adam and Eve fall? Satan introduced different thoughts to them. Did God really say, and you will surely not die? What kind of thoughts are those? Those are lying and deceiving thoughts. Which, if received and spoken out and acted on, would bring death. And as we know, that's exactly what happened, isn't it? Instead of using the authority God had given them to rule and reign on the earth and to come against the devil and his deceptive, life-destroying thoughts, they yielded to the devil's thoughts. And just like God had told them in Genesis chapter 2, the very moment they yielded to the thoughts of the devil, they died. Not physically, but they died immediately spiritually. They were now separated from Almighty God. But did that have to happen? Or could they have used their God-given authority and spoken out God's thoughts instead and sent the devil fleeing? And then, now get this. Just a few generations down the road, The Bible tells us that the earth became such a horrible place. I mean, it was so bad. It got worse and worse and worse until all the people in the whole world. Did you hear what I just said? All the people in the whole world were filled with ungodly, devilish thoughts. All except Noah and his family. In Genesis 6, 5, you can just look up here. The Bible says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, that, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. I want you to stop and think about this. How powerful are the thoughts of man that if given over to evil, brought about the total destruction of this world? Don't you tell me that words aren't powerful. 
Don't you tell me that thoughts aren't powerful. Mm. Only Noah and his family were saved from the destruction that came upon this earth through the great flood. Isn't that right? Because no matter where you went on this planet, it didn't matter if you went over to the farthest reaches of the planet at that time. The people there were thinking evil thoughts. You could go over into the, to your neighborhood and, and, and go up and talk to your neighbor. All they're thinking is evil thoughts. You know what I believe they were thinking? How to kill, steal, and destroy. Because that's exactly how the one they are yielding to thinks. What he's all about. Doesn't the Bible tell us in John 10.10? 10, that the thief cometh not but except to steal, kill, and destroy. So I believe that's what they're thinking about. Isn't that crazy? The whole earth, the whole world, all humanity, that's all they're thinking about continually. They have on their minds, how can I kill this person? How can I steal from this person? How can I destroy this person? And because of the evil intents of their heart, judgment came upon the earth. And the only ones that were saved were Noah and his family. Isn't that true? Crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's absolutely crazy. But I want a question for you. Aren't we starting to see this more and more in our society? Hmm. Where people are calling good evil... An evil good, where there are millions, millions of babies killed in the womb. And it's okay, because it's a woman's choice. It's crazy. Where sex trafficking is covered up by the powerful. Thank God there are people out there starting to bring these things to the light. But even with it coming to the light, there's still the powerful out there who have been doing this stuff that are trying to cover it up. That's, that's evil. Well, you hear what I'm saying? That's evil. I've read some things lately, and it just seems, again, a, a lot of this stuff is, to me, coming to light more and more. But, that, I mean, you hear about some of the things that they do to babies. To babies. To babies. They are perverted. They're doing things with babies. Sexual things with babies. I'm not to, trying to be crude. I'm trying to let you know where we're at in our world today. Thank God that we the church are still here. Because I'm telling you, we are the ones that are stemming the tide, so to speak. Because otherwise, evil would cover this earth again. But we're here. We're still here. We, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, are still here. And we're called to let our light shine. We're called to go into the darkness. We're called to reach the lost. Let them know that Jesus is their answer. And I'm going to tell you this. When you get to the place where you are getting so fed up with this. And because it's easy to get fed up with it. Because it just flies in the face of who we are. But if you start to slide over into the other ditch where you get so angry that you want to take them out back, so to speak, and beat the tar out of them, friends, you are no longer walking in the love of God. I am not in any form or fashion 
sugarcoating this, as you can tell, and saying that we do not have a responsibility, because we do. we got to understand the day and hour we're living in. It's time to get serious. If judgment came upon the world in the days of Noah, do you not think because of the things we're seeing right now on this earth, that judgment is soon to come upon it? I have a question. What's going to happen in this world when the church is raptured off of it? Do you understand that seven-year period called the tribulation period? It's a time of the judgment of God upon this earth. And do you see how the thoughts of all of men and women and everyone else begin to turn solely to evil? But there will be a remnant. There will be people. There will be many Israelis that get born again. Are you hearing me? But we're not there yet. In the meantime, while we're still here, we're called to occupy and go forth and take for the kingdom of God. If you cannot think of yourself as anything else, you've got to look at yourself as, a, as a, 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 someone who's going to stem the tide of evil. Because you, as a child of God, are no longer evil. You are, a, are good. You are love. You are light. Amen. Do not ever take yourself lightly. Because you have a work to do in the earth today. And you've got to change your thinking to understand this. Amen. Oh boy, I didn't plan on getting off on all of that right like that. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it's, it, it literally, we're, we're going to have to, there is two pathways we can take in this life. We can continue to think like the devil and go down the pathway he has planned. Yes, he has a plan for your life. We can go down the pathway he's planned for us, but it is a path of death and destruction. Or we can go down the pathway that God has designed for us. A plan, a, a plan of, of life and peace. A, a, a plan of victory and success. I don't know about you, but for me in my house, I choose God. I choose life. I choose love. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to look at some different translations of Genesis 6, 5 real quickly. Because I want you to see something here. And I want to bring it out. It says in the New Living Translation of Genesis 6, 5. He saw, God saw that everything they thought or imagined. Everybody say imagined. Was consistently and totally evil. The Amplified Bible says every imagination and intention of all human thinking was only evil continually. Again, that's crazy. The only thoughts they had were for evil. We can't even, I mean, that just doesn't compute in my head. But if the Bible says it was that way, it was that way. That's all they thought about. Stealing, killing, and destroying. That's all they thought about. Stealing, killing, and destroying. And as far as they were concerned, it wasn't a big deal to them. Because that was what they were about. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And the, the end result of that thinking brought judgment. The flood came and only Noah's family was saved. Isn't that true? 
Oh, thank you, Jesus. See, how your thoughts, the way we think and the way we speak and the way we act, can you see how that can totally determine how you're going to live your life, the kind of life you're going to live? Do you see that? It's, it, it's just so amazing to me because, again, I've heard teachings along this line. But the, the direction you go in is really determined by how you think, what you allow in your mind, what you're meditating on. And, and if you're yielding to thoughts of evil, then that's the pathway you're going to be on. But if you're your thoughts are on God, then that's the pathway you're going to be on. Whose choice is it? Whose, whose choice is it? It's your th- choice. It's my choice. People say, I can't tr- control what I think. Yes, you can. You can. Con- Everybody say, my mind is my mind. I can think on what I want to think on. I cannot think on what I don't want to think on. Did I say that right? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to close with this. We've defined what a word is. A word is a container of thoughts, a thought capsule. Capsule, but what is a thought? What is a thought? Well, we know that a thought is not physical. Something you can feel, touch, taste. Uh, It's not something we, you know, you can't hear a thought except for when it's put into a word. It's not something that's tangible. So, then what are they? Now, some would say, well, they're of the mental realm. And in essence, that could be true. But what I want you to see is, go with me to Romans chapter 8 real quickly, is that the mental realm can be actually tied in to both the spirit realm and the carnal realm, the natural realm. And how the realm it's tied into and focused on will determine the kind of life you will live. Romans 8 verse 6 brings this out very clearly. For to be carnally minded is death. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Can you see... How the mind is either going to be on things that are carnal, carnal things, or your mind is going to be on the spirit, on the things of God. And you can you see the results of thinking either way. If you're carnally minded, friends, it's leading you on a pathway of death. If you're spiritually minded, if your mind is on Jesus and on things above, you're on a pathway of life and peace. So if you look at your life, and you look around yourself and you, all you see is, is, is turmoil and unrest and things seeming to be falling apart all around you. What would be the logical conclusion to this? Is your mind on spiritual things? Is your mind on Jesus? Or is your mind on carnal things? Because to be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. The Bible says if we keep our minds stayed on him, on the Lord, he will keep us in perfect peace. I have come to the conclusion 
that my mind, what, I, what I'm allowing into my mind, I have such a responsibility what I'm going to think on. I have, I have found this. And may, I'm just going to, I'm using myself as an example. When I mess up, the first thing I have to deal with is condemnation. Why? Because the devil comes immediately to bring condemnation. I've got to remind myself then at that time that the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So what do I got to do if I've messed up? How many times have you heard me say, you fess up? You confess your sins to God. And he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then I can boldly declare there's therefore now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. But you think the devil's going to let up because you're, 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 you're speaking out what God has said on that, the God, thoughts of God. Do you think the devil will leave you alone or do you think the devil's going to keep coming, coming back and trying to get you to go, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you say that? Why did you act that way? What, what's wrong with you? You don't have what it takes to be a Christian. I don't even think you're born again. You're not a child of God. You're a sorry rascal. You don't have what it takes to be a Christian. What's happening? Thoughts are coming. Thoughts are coming. Do you think those thoughts are from God? But what happens if you keep thinking those, that way? Keep thinking along those lines. Discouragement comes. The devil wants you to get discouraged. Because he knows if he can get you discouraged, he'll get you to the place where you give up. You throw in the towel. I don't have what it takes to be a Christian. I don't have it. I'm not born again. I'm a failure. When a thought comes and you start to feel discouraged and unrest and turmoil, stop right there and recognize who it's from. Because it isn't from God and it means you are now being carnally minded. You can stop what you're thinking on. You can change what you're thinking on. And what you've got to learn to do is speak out what God has to say on the matter. Let loose the thoughts of God through words. And those words will bring the power to help change your life. To get you back off of that path of death and destruction onto the path of life that God has planned for you. Amen. What are you thinking on? Doesn't matter what we think on. Doesn't matter what we think on. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Do you see that today? Oh, hallelujah. I want you to be believing with me. I sometimes feel like I'm not getting very far in my in my messages. But that's okay, because I have, I'm your pastor. You keep coming back, and I'm going to keep preaching. I'm going to preach this message until I get it out. Because what God has been showing me, the revelations that have been coming to me, it is total life-changing. Why? Because my mind's being renewed. Do you see see how I'm saying that? And that's what's supposed to be happening with all of us. Can I ask you a question? Do you think that if you knew what God's plan and purpose was for your life, you knew, there was no doubt about it, this is what God has planned for my life, it would change the way you live? If you knew exactly what His perfect will was for you, would that change the way you live? 
I mean, come on. Probably the majority of Christians have no clue. And it's so sad. God has given us the means to know exactly what His good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. It's going to happen as our lives are transformed by the renewing of our minds. point I'm trying to make is, the devil will come and try to get us to think on things that are not of God. He wants you to think wrong thoughts. He wants you to keep thinking that your husband or your wife is a sorry rascal. He wants you to keep thinking, why don't my children ever clean up? Why are they such a mess? Why don't they ever listen? He wants you to keep thinking on, you are a failure. You'll never amount to anything in life. And you could probably, you could have grown up your whole life and heard things like that. From your teachers, from your peers, from your, from your parents. You're sorry. You're not lovable. You're a failure. And what happens with a lot of people? That's all they think about. Their minds are on that. And that's the way their life goes. I'm telling you right now. What's going to happen when you begin to think his thoughts about you? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I know what it's like to be living so horribly that I hated who I was. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to start to look in the mirror and see myself the way he sees me. To think about myself the way he thinks about me. Hallelujah. Do you see how that can change you? Do you see how that can just... Glory to God. It doesn't matter what all those people said about me. The only thing that matters is what God thinks about me. I don't have to focus on the other people around me. All I got to focus on is Him. He loves me so much. He has a plan of purpose He's developed just for me. Hallelujah. All of you are so important to Him. You are the apple of His eye. They say that right? (laughs) Glory to God. You are so... He loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you with an unconditional love. He doesn't sit there and beat you up if you do mess up. He sits there and says, come on, get up. Get up. We can do this. We can overcome the next time. Come on, get up. Just confess it to me. Receive the cleansing of my blood. Get up and let's go forward and fight this fight of faith together. Hallelujah. I want you to make that quality decision. And boy, am I getting ahead of myself on this. But you are the keeper of the thoughts of your mind. You are the one who determines what thoughts you think on. And this is something you're going to have to ask God for, His grace. Because I, 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 and this happens, and I, I, it's just the way the enemy works. He'll come when you're tired. He'll come when your, your mind just, Maybe you're watching something stupid on television, whatever the case is, and all of a sudden you start getting bombarded with these negative thoughts. Have you ever had a thought come to you, and the moment that thought came to you, your heart began to race a little bit, and the hair stood up on the back of your neck. You began to break out in a cold sweat. Have you ever had a thought when all of a sudden when that thought came, man, you just got excited. Smile came across your face. You might have even started to laugh. I was driving the other day to Missoula, 
And as I'm driving to Missoula, I'm t- I mean, I'm physically, I'm just tired. I'm driving. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, my, my mind is I want to spend some time praying on the way over there. I want to get myself just prayed up and, and listen to the word. But, man, I wasn't feeling it. And all of a sudden, it came a thought. And I know this might be simple and it might be silly, but I don't care. I had a thought of my granddaughter. And when I thought about her, it was like something just went off in me. And it, it just got me excited. And the whole rest of the way there, I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm praying in my understanding. I'm listening to the Word. By the time I got there, boy, I was a pumped person. Pumped up on Jesus. Thoughts will come. Thoughts will come. You've got to say, I'm not going to receive that. Instead, I'm going to think on what God thinks about me do you see how thoughts can change you do you see how powerful thoughts are to be carnally minded is death to be spiritually minded is life and peace thoughts are powerful thoughts can change your life and they will change your life if you are getting his thoughts I'm telling you, you'll be able to look in the mirror someday soon and look at yourself and say, I am not the same person. My life has changed for the better. And it's because I'm thinking his thoughts. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you right now for this opportunity to get into the Word. I trust, Lord God, that I said everything you wanted me to say. And I just believe right now in Jesus' name that the words I've spoken have entered the hearts of the people here. I believe right now that those words filled with your thoughts have penetrated the hearts of these people and those that are listening via live stream. And they're beginning to understand right now, Lord, the importance of what we think on, what we allow in our minds, the thoughts that we entertain. Because those thoughts that we entertain will put us on a pathway, a pathway of life, peace and joy and victory, the pathway God has for us. Or a pathway of death and destruction, of, of failure, turmoil and unrest. The, 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 the pathway that the enemy has for us. It's up to us to do.